Hey guys, welcome to the KWC Post Huddle Podcast here on the campus of Kentucky Wesleyan College. The heart behind this podcast is to dive deeper into our bi-weekly huddle that we have here on campus and to get to know how God is moving through athletics and FC on campus. I'm Noah Davis here with... I'm Shia Hoosier and I'm the president of FCA here at KW. I'm Jeff Moran. I am the area director of Northwest Kentucky. I'm McKenna O'Brien. I'm on the women's golf team. My name is Logan Lake. I work here in Campus Ministries. And Jeff, just to get a quick idea, how would you explain what FCA is and the mission behind FCA for those who who don't really know what FCA is? All right. Yeah. So FCA stands for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's a global organization. We're in 114 different countries. Um, Been around since 1954. And uh, our mission is to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. And when we say every, we mean every. We, mm-hmm. we want to reach every coach, every athlete. I mean, you think about schools and how many teams they have, how many coaches are a part of a team. And, uh, man, God has given us a mission to make disciples, to go into all the nations. And in our context of FCA, we uh, focus on athletes and coaches. Um, we're not exclusive to athletes and coaches, but we want to reach athletes and coaches because of the influence that they have in our culture. And you think about how many, you know, how many people have played sports at least some at some point mm-hmm. in their life. They've been affected by a coach, and if we can um, reach coaches with the gospel of Jesus Christ, think how many. Uh, people a coach will reach in in that coach's lifetime and so uh, we we want to take advantage of of that uh, influence in our culture for the glory of God how has FCA benefited your relationship with God throughout just the years of working for FCA and just um, being a part of FCA yeah so uh, first of all I I got involved in FCA in high school when I was in high school and um, and then really got involved in college. I played football at Tennessee Tech, and um, really when I got to Tennessee Tech, I was living for myself, and um, FCA was an opportunity. God got a hold of my heart through FCA, and a coach, uh, my positions coach, um, said to me one spring, hey, Jeff, you ought to go to an FCA leadership camp and be a huddle leader at, at camp, and so I went and God got a hold of my life that um, at that camp and um, changed the course of my life. I went from living for myself to um, living for Christ and wanting to honor Him in my sport and um, went back to Tennessee Tech after that camp, changed uh, a lot of things that I knew needed to be changed and tried to go on staff with FCA when I graduated, but then um, God had other plans, went into the ministry, uh, was a student pastor for 26 years, and now God brought me back around to FCA and been on staff now for FCA. And it's just given me an opportunity um, to reach. FCA, I think, gives everyone an opportunity to reach people who may never step foot in the church. You know, there's a lot of athletes who will not go to church, but they might go to an FCA meeting or they might be exposed to the gospel through a teammate who has gone to FCA. And so um, that's a big way that FCA has been an opportunity for me to spread the message of the gospel. Yeah, I know for me, I could probably spend a lot of, a lot of time talking about the benefit and um, what all FCA has brought into my life. I know for me, I can relate to you because I was in the same boat. Um, my junior college, I was living for myself and living 
apart from God and living a very um, more of one foot in the world than even one foot with God. And with your help and FCA, um, that really brought me back, not just brought me back to Jesus, but man, really helped me have a strong, firm relationship now. Um, And it helps, it holds me accountable. And you guys can answer this too. Shia, how has FCA uh, benefited your walk with Christ? Um, I would say I'm in the same way as well. Like, um, FCA has given me the opportunity to uh, connect with other athletes that Mm -hmm. are also in the same boat as me. Like we have at our huddles, we're able to have people that are going through the exact same things we are going through. Like we have a busy schedule, Mm -hmm. but we also put in time to spend with the Lord. And I feel like that's just really important to have on a college campus, like just good fellowship. Too. Yes. Great fellowship. It's like awesome to have a community of mm-hmm. other believers that want to get to know the Lord like you do. What about you, McKenna? Uh, no, I think um, it's really important because my first taste of campus ministries on campus here was FCA. That's how you touch a lot of people. It's how you can get people involved in other things in campus ministry. So I think it's just a great starting place. And it's also like Shai was talking about time. I know time is a big issue for a lot of people here involved in just clubs and classes and you add in a sport and it feels like you don't have time for anything. And so I think it's really good to have that time set aside where you can meet those people who can help you get through those same things, where you can have just that one hour a week where you specifically know this is for God and other people who can help me make more time for God. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like how it's on Sunday nights too because um, it just allows more athletes more athletes to come. And my one of my favorite parts of it is like Shai said, like it's just good fellowship, and it's just a great time for athletes to be vulnerable and to have a good time and just relax because, like Jeff said, like there's a lot of athletes that might not be ready to take that next step to go to church, which can be a big step for people. And FCA allows for teammates to get together and for athletes to get together. And it's not exclusive to athletes, like Jeff said. It's open to anybody that wants to hear the good news. But it's just a great place to fellowship and just relax and, and have fun. And... Our speaker last week was Logan Lake. And, Logan, can you tell us what you just went over and just what you really talked about to the the, uh, the people that came to SCA this past week? So um, it uh, it's interesting timing with that because the, the particular message that was shared, because um, I had shared the exact same kind of devotion out of Matthew 28, talking about the Great Commission, what that means with the, the campus ministries, the team leaders, mm-hmm. um, the week prior. Yeah. And I am actually, I am preaching on that exact same topic this coming Sunday. And I will be serving as a camp pastor the 27th through the 29th. And that will be again address there. Heck yeah, so anyways i'm i'm thoroughly getting um going to be talking about that but the great commission was the topic at hand and matthew 28 as as well as you could reference to acts 1 8 as well um and when jesus uh, right before he ascends he tells the disciples he said go into the whole world and baptize them and make disciples and um, make disciples, then baptize them in that order. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and he says to teach them, teach them to observe everything that I've that I've taught you. Um, so I think that that is the order in which Jesus said those things needs to be paid attention to. He said to make disciples, to baptize them, and then to teach them. That's the goal of the mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We preach the gospel. We heard about the church yesterday at chapel, exactly. which was a really good message. It was. Great Adam message. did a wonderful job. Um, we preach the gospel. We pre- preach um, Christ and Christ alone through grace and faith, and we make disciples. Um, and not we making like we are not the the, the savers, but we make <laughs> disciples. You know what I mean. And then we baptize them. That public commissioning into. Um, into the life of a Christian, and then, um, and then the 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 interesting aspect of the message was something that I had not considered until reading this book recently, and it was the book was the Insanity of God by Nick Ripkin, and Nick Ripkin served him and his wife as missionaries in Somalia for fifteen plus years, and missionaries in Russia and other corners of the world. And an interesting thing that he mentions that, again, you know, it's the reason we read good books from now on, from time to time, where we, I read it, I'm like, I never considered that before. Mm -hmm. That's a really interesting perspective where he did not separate his, his obedience of becoming a Christian, of saying yes to the gospel, and to surrender to a life serving Christ into ministry. Those two were the same quote unquote decision for him. Those were the same moment of surrender. Mm-hmm. Said when you say yes to Jesus, you say yes to him wholeheartedly. Everything. Um because if Jesus it's also kind of what we're talking about in mm-hmm. the fall retreat is if Jesus is God, then that pulls out all stops. You don't <laughs> if Jesus is God, that means he's in charge. And you don't get to pick and choose. Okay, Jesus, you can be my savior. You can, you know Like we talked about putting God in a box. Yep. Yeah. Yep. you can you can have this corner of my life. You can be my savior. You can, you know, I can get fire insurance, <laughs> but I'm not letting you have everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, a pastor, uh, one of my favorite preachers. Um, from Crossings Ministry at Jonathan Creek, John Nix, he has said, um, he said, you don't make Jesus king. He said, you surrender to his reign. That You don't make him. He's already king. That's Philippians right. yeah. 2 That's tells right. us that that every knee and every tongue, every knee is going to bow and every tongue will confess. You don't make him Lord. You don't make him squat. All you do is just say yes and surrender to who he already is rightfully. And I guess just the the perspective was just adding a new, hopefully maybe a new perspective to that conversation, mm-hmm. um, that what does it mean to follow Christ? The word Christian has been kind of stripped of all meaning nowadays. Everybody's a Christian because their mama's a Christian. Everyone's a Christian. Cause Not your parents' faith. Their, yeah. their grandpa's a Christian yeah. and whatever. Like, oh, yeah. Are you a Christian? Yeah, my my uh, dad, my grandpa was a preacher. And my, like, That's not what I asked you. Are you a Christian? And But nowadays, especially in the South, we're good, you know, church-going folks. But everyone's a quote-unquote Christian nowadays. 
Yeah, that's a but great point. To be a Christian is to be a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the name Christ in the name. Um, so, and SCA has been a big help for me, just because obviously the main the main goal of surrendering to Christ and giving your life to Christ is one to be more like Him, and two to you know, He says, "If you love me, keep my commands." And it's to go, like you said, go make disciples, the, the Great Commission. And FCA has not only helped me be more equipped in that area, but it's also helped me be a better leader. Mm-hmm. And you guys can answer this. How has FCA not only helped you be a better leader, but given you like better leadership skills to go out not only in the world to tell people about Jesus, but in your sport too? And Jeff, you can answer this question too. Um, I think FCA has given me the confidence to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. Um, just being in a big group of people, but also not being scared to talk about your faith. Like, usually when you go out in the world, you some people need the confidence to go out and say, oh my gosh, this is what I believe, and I believe it because of this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to believe the same way as me, but this is what I believe. And just having the confidence to tell that to people is just something that FCA has given me. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's just... It's empowering. Yes, it's so, like, that is the exact word I was yep. looking for, Noah. It is so empowering to have that feeling within you, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll just talk about this from a, you know, a FCA staff person perspective. You know, we have a desire to equip uh, athletes to be leaders so that you can reach your teammates, uh, other friends, others that you have influence over with the gospel and not just reach them for the gospel, but make disciples. You know, you already mentioned this, we're, we're called to make disciples. And that's what you spoke on some Logan, uh, is, is making disciples, not just believers. And so in order to make disciples, you have to teach them what Jesus Mm -hmm. taught. And Mm -hmm. in order to teach them, you have to know what Jesus taught. So we want to equip you with God's word and then empower you, uh, as Shia said, to use, uh, what you have been equipped with mm-hmm. to lead others uh, to that same truth and to live that same lifestyle. And then as you're equipping others, you're also empowering them to reach others because mm-hmm. whether you're a leader of one or a leader of a thousand, I mean, every, all of us have some type of influence on somebody. And the question is, how are we going to use that influence? Mm-hmm. FCA has personally helped me realize that faith has no limits. And that sounds so simple, but um, I've gone to church camps and helped with the little kids, and it's easy to talk to a bunch of middle schoolers about God mm-hmm. and feel like, you know, they got something out of it. But whenever FCA came around freshman year, they were like, hey, we need a team rep, and no one on my team goes to church. No one on my team gets involved with campus ministries. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And that was really the first step I took to, like, talk about God with people my age. And it was a small step that led through a long process. And now here I am, like FCA really pointed that out for me. So um, when a lot of people ask me about how I got to the point where I'm at in my faith, FCA plays a huge role in it because when the first time you talked about the, the camp, uh, when I was really trying to get back to being obedient to God and get out of my very lukewarm lifestyle with, with my relationship with Jesus. Um, immediately when you talked about the camp is pulling at my heart and I was thinking like, nah, I got, I got time, I got baseball, all this. And then you talked about it again. I was like, man, like I feel God called me to do it. And I was like, I don't want to get a, Like, I just felt like I was getting pulled into this thing and I had to say yes. So SCA, not only like 
Shaw was talking about empowered em- empowered me, but it helped me get out of my comfort zone. Oh, um, yeah. I feel like I am oh, way yeah. more equipped now than I was a, six months, a year plus ago to not only talk to my teammates, but really anybody. Like mm-hmm. stepping out of my faith and going to something as simple as the SCA leadership camp, um, not only was I expecting to pour into kids, but I got poured into way more than I could ever expect. Oh, yeah. um, it, it was a blessing. And FCA has just not only gave me the tools, but it's gave me the, the confidence that, like, I don't need to have a seminary degree or I don't have to be a religion major or know every verse in the Bible to be able to not only have an effect on someone's life with their faith, but to, you know, educate them and be there for them. And so many of us, I feel like, uh, in the world are, are put down because, well, you don't have a seminary degree or you don't have a calling to be a mm-hmm. pastor. And Logan hit the nail on the head with the Great Commission, not only in the Bible study, but on FCA is like, we all have a mission trip. And so many people mm-hmm. think that me and Jeff, you talk, we talked about it, that you got to go to Haiti or Cuba or Africa for a mission trip. And the truth is, is like, those are great things, but we have a mission trip every day, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be at FCA huddle or whether it be at a basketball game or, or a baseball game. Um, and the funny thing is we talked about leadership, like good leaders still follow. They're, they're not at the top of the food chain. Like, um, you know, we all, we all follow somebody. And I know for me through FCA, like having good mentors, like, like you, Jeff, and just other people like Logan, um, that helps me become a better leader because they're feeding me. And Logan, mm-hmm. you can answer this question. Like how has being a God-driven leader have affected your faith and seen others, you know, grow in their faith because of, you know, being a leader and the people that you follow, like your mentors? Oh, goodness. Um, That's a heavy question. Yeah, it is. Um, well, before I answer that is, is I, I really appreciate what you said in terms of, um, you know, simply put, it's kind of harsh, but it's true, is if if someone is quote-unquote feeling called to go be a missionary over, overseas for whatever reason, um, maybe it just it sounds appealing, it sounds whatever. But if you're not sharing your faith with your teammate or with the person across the street, then you have no business going yeah. going across the world and doing it like don't kid yourself and I'm speaking to myself more than anything is if we're not doing ministry in our sphere of influence um, and it tends to be bigger than what we give it credit for um, is, is who are you impacting and then who are those people impacting um, it's a ripple effect uh, but to answer that question um, like what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> How has being like a God-driven leader not only like helped build your faith and affect your faith, but also following people that are like mentors to you? I gotcha. Um, being being put in areas of leadership have stretched me uh, more than I ever thought possible. <laughs> but that's kind of the point. Um, and... Again, it's it's God's timing as as it is, and about the time that I started finding myself getting into um, ministry and real like real ministry of 
involvement in the church and and like shortly before I you know made a made a public um, surrender to ministry so to speak I had already kind of done it privately years and years before um, and kind of forgot about it but um, um, about the time that I, I this new season of my life that I entered into happened God just started dropping people in my way and like mm-hmm. I had prayed like God I want a mentor I want someone you know outside of the family that can come alongside <laughs> me blah 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 and that prayer wasn't answered for a while I had somebody that I kind of had in mind but they weren't really in a good season for it. nothing bad or anything nothing on them it's just it wasn't good timing and just blah 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 it it didn't really pan out um but and then I waited and waited and honestly kind of forgot about it. I was like, well, whatever. And then again, about the time that my life started going in a different direction, God was like, oh, here's one, here's one, here's one. And he just started giving me people one after the other after the other. And I can say now that I have like a arsenal of pastor friends and people, <laughs> leaders and mentors that I have in my life that, that at my disposal, I could call them up at any moment and text them with a question or whatever. And that, that are just there. Yeah. Um, I had, I had breakfast with one of them this morning. Well, it's and people I, that, that genuinely care for you yes, too. It's not yes. just friends. It's yes. people that are there for yes. you. People that I consider colleagues in ministry mm-hmm. and people that I I had breakfast with one this morning, Ron Sharp, who's a professor here, and um, mm-hmm. um, uh, his, his church, uh, No Creek Community Church. I'm preaching there on Sunday. Um, I'm meeting with another uh, friend, um, longtime mentor on Monday, a uh, local pastor, and just one after the other. I mean, I can, I can name them, you know, and they'll fill up my hand real quick is— <laughs> And that's honestly been such a humbling thing that God has given me people and continuing to give me people to pour into me because disciples make disciples. Yeah. Like you don't, Jesus, that's the whole point of discipleship making is it is a contagious thing. You never know either what you say or do in light of trying to be that Jesus-like example how it's going to affect people. And I know for me, accountability is always something that I had had but didn't seek really until this year when I was really trying to say like, okay, Jesus is my Savior, but now I have to make him Lord of my life. Mm -hmm. And for so long, he was my Savior, and I felt like he wasn't Lord of my life, and I didn't seek that accountability and through fca not only like like you said i've found leaders mentors colleagues just friends in christ well they're more than friends it's it's a family Mm -hmm. um but how has fca gave you guys the accountability in in your life in your walk with christ well i agree exactly with what you said like it's a family like just Coming to the FCA huddles, like from freshman year to now, it's like you build those relationships and you 
know that they're going to last a lifetime because at the center of all those relationships is Jesus. And that's what everybody is seeking when we go to these meetings. Like everyone wants to know more about him and just learning that through someone who is your age and like who can also hold you accountable for those things. is just so important, especially like in our 18 to 22, the years we're in college, that because that's when we're finding out our own faith. Like that's yep. when it's our mm-hmm. faith. And like you said, no longer our parents' faith. So yep. it's just so important to surround yourself with people like that so that you guys can grow together. Yeah. And it's like you hear a lot of the speakers that we've had in chapel. And it's funny because what you said, like almost a lot of them say, like when I was mm-hmm. freshman year of college or when I turned 18 or when I got away from the house, that's when I had to look myself in the mirror and be like, what do I believe? Oh, yeah. Why do I believe it? And how do I come into terms of this? And that is a huge, huge point. Yeah. And I, I had that same experience um, where I got to college and like, okay, am I going to go to church? Uh, because now it's my decision whether or not mm-hmm. I go and do I really believe this? And for me, I, when I think about FCA and, and um, accountability, um, FCA gave me a community of believers who had some of the same um, challenges that I had in sports. Um, and, you know, if you, college sports is is it's a demanding um, it's a demanding hobby, I guess you can call it a yeah. hobby Physical or a mentally. job. And, yeah. and uh, if you have never played college sports, you don't understand the pressure that athletes, college athletes are under to, uh, you know, if you don't make the the right decisions in class and you don't make the right yeah. grades, then you might be ineligible. And then there's the workouts and the, and the practices and the, and the games and the travel and all of that. And, you know, if you're not a part of that, never experienced that, it, there's a lot of pressure that athletes face. And so FCA gave me a community of believers, fellow athletes who understood that, that those temptations and understood that pressure and um, it wasn't that we would hold each other accountable by pointing fingers at each other. It was we were around each other and mm-hmm. knew what, hey, we just studied this mm-hmm. or we just talked about this in our faith. You know, you shouldn't be doing, you know, you shouldn't be using those words <laughs> on the football field yeah, because absolutely. we just talked about how that reflects our um, who we are in Christ <laughs> and, and how we're supposed to use our tongue. And so, you know, that that's how FCA gave me a community of accountability. Um, it wasn't necessarily somebody holding, you know, the rule book over my mm-hmm, head, absolutely. but it was yeah. somebody who was, look, who, like you said, care about me. Mm-hmm. And we were all trying to honor the Lord together and um, trying to live that life And it's, and it's together. like accountability and truth, too, yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. 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 No, um, I think the accountability in sports is um, a little different because... Me right here, right now, going through my day, I feel like I do a pretty good job, but I get on the golf course, I hit a bad shot, and I say a few <laughs> words. Oh, um, yeah. So, like, the accountability in your sport is really important, and FCA just gives you a community of people mm-hmm. that kind of help you out with that. Um, and it's also just, even if people, um, you might not have people relate to you whenever they might not have gone to church growing up, they might have never stepped foot in a church, but most of the people you talk to have played a sport or gone to a game. And that's a way where you can tie that in with, oh, hey, have you heard of FCA? And it's just a way to bring other people in and help mm-hmm. hold them accountable too. So, And something that FCA's brought to the table for me too, 
which it's back to the point that I made, like making Jesus Lord in my life was back to the sports thing. Like for me, I play baseball. So it's not about how successful can you be? It's like, how much can you not fail? Because as a good hitter, if you get three hits out of 10 at bats, that's good. That's 30%. You get a 30% class, you're going back like, man, I got to rethink this class. (laughs) I wonder what am I doing here? So for me, um, you know, throughout my whole life, I feel like I really gave Jesus a back seat. And, you know, I'd pray before games and talk a little bit about Jesus um, to some of my teammates and go to church on Sundays and would give him a little bit of time. But I really put a lot of pressure on myself. Like Jeff said, there's a lot of pressure in, in, in collegiate athletics from uh, the NAI, NAI level to the Division One level. Um, I know everybody in this room has put pressure on their self at one point or another in situations, whether it be in sports or life. And through surrendering to Jesus and going to SCA, being around that fellowship, it just brings me so much peace, so much contentment, and knowing that my identity is in so much more than a game. Mm-hmm. Now, like Jesus gives me a purpose through baseball. Like SCA has a big point of making disciples within your team and being a leadership role for your team through Jesus Christ. But at the end of the day, you know, for me, I know that even if I have a bad day, I can be content knowing that, one, the Lord still loves me. He doesn't care if I mm-hmm. win or lose. I try to walk off the field now thinking, was I was I a good example um, was I leading the right way? Am I saying the right things? Because it's so easy to get upset and, you know, say a few words or say something to somebody. And FCA's really helped me compete in the right way. And that's why I loved camp because mm. not only were we talking about Jesus, but we're like, okay, we're going to show you guys how to compete hard, oh, yeah. but compete the right way and like have good sportsmanship. And the world would be like, oh, you got to be tough and you got to say this and you got to have no heart and, sh- and show no grit. And when oh, you cross yeah. the lines, like, I'm sure, we all heard you have no mm-hmm. friends when you cross the line. Yep. And like, it's okay to have a good, stern mentality, but like, you want to love, you want to love your competitors. You want to love your, your enemies, the people that you're playing against. Like, Jesus died for everybody you see. And when someone told me that like a few weeks ago, it kind of opened my eyes and it was like, you know, that's like so true. Like, we don't think about that. Um, you know, too often. Um, and and really the the last question, um, and, and everybody can answer this is, what encouragement or what would you say to somebody um, that's looking to either get into FCA or G Group? What would you tell them, um, or how would you tell them why to get into FCA or why to get into a G Group or a small group if they're looking for one? I think it is very important to have those small groups, G groups, FCA communities in your life because as collegiate athletes, as a college student in general, you put your identity in so much that it's not good to be in. You put your identity in your grades and then you fail a test and you feel like you're worthless or you put your (laughs) identity in your sport and you lose a game or you play horrible and you feel like you're not worth it. And I mean, eventually you're going to stop taking tests. You're not going to be in school anymore. Eventually you're not going to be able to play your sport. These things don't last forever, but God does. So put your time Mm -hmm. and put yourself in that thing that you can count on forever. Like you need 
to have that thing that's always going to be there for you and your sport's not going to be it, your school's not going to be it, but God can be. So it's really good to get plugged in now. That way you don't get even further in life and you're stuck in a spot where you don't have these things to help you out. Oh, yeah, I agree with McKenna because I feel like you can put all of your identity into all these different things, Mm -hmm. but Jesus is the one thing that's always going to be there. I had one thing I was going to say, and now I forget because I was just so interested well, in what Kenna was saying. Yeah, McKenna just like, like she just stole my, right there. Stole my words away from me. I've oh. seen just the Lord works so quick, so fast, so abundantly in G groups and in FCA. FCAs gave me a new family of believers. I know I told you, Jeff, that like when I was – trying to put my faith first, that there were some people that I felt like, you know, got kind of pushed out of my life um, that I had to love from afar. But FCA and G groups have, have brought me closer to not only some of my teammates, um, but just other believers in Christ. And that goes back to the accountability thing, too. Like, they mm-hmm. help me be accountable. Um, it helps me um, in ways that I never thought that I would, you know, have in my Christian walk. And... Like, we have G Group tonight, and it's something that I look forward to every week because each week, like, somebody new speaks or somebody new steps up and says something. And it's just amazing to see the Holy Spirit working on guys that, you know, I'm so tough. I play baseball, and I'm, oh, I, yeah. I, I go to the weight room a lot. And in reality, like, um, you know, Jesus was Jesus was one tough dude, but Jesus was vulnerable. Like, Jesus cried. Yeah. Like, Jesus was a loving person, and so many people – uh, take like lovingness and kindness for weakness. Oh yeah. And you know, it's just it's just not a not a true point at all. Mm-hmm. And like McKenna said, like I used to look at it as a worldly view. Like when I fail and when I don't play good, like well, the world sees me as a failure, and the world sees me as like, man, I really haven't played good. But when the Lord still loves you, the Lord still still has blessed you with these gifts. Like it's just it's not gonna be there for you. Like like baseball, basketball, golf, football, mm-hmm. et cetera, can't bring you true joy and true happiness. I mean, you look at Tom Brady. he got seven rings, and he still oh, said he yeah. wasn't content. Why did he yes. come back? Because he wasn't content. He just he, he, had, he had that void. There's, yeah. there's a void yeah. um, right there for, for, for Jesus Christ. And that's what um, SCA really brings to the table that mm-hmm. I love. It's like your sport's amazing. God's given you these abilities and these gifts. But – if Jesus Christ isn't the center point of your life, those gifts are just, they can't fill you mm-hmm. and, and they never will. Yeah. You know, I would tell somebody, you know, the scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And to encourage someone to get involved in FCA or G group, um, you know, I would just say, hey, try it and see. And try it and see what God's going to do. Don't, mm-hmm. don't just write it off right mm-hmm. away, but uh, give it a shot. And and, and let, give it a real shot, right? Like not just go through the motions of it, but give it a shot and really taste and see that the Lord is good. He is good. That's all. All of us are here um, because God has been good to us. Um, but you have to give it a shot, and so and that's what I would encourage somebody to do. Just give it a shot sure. and and try it out. And this is like the last thing I have to say is I'm so happy that I gave it a shot that. I took that step in my faith to get out of my comfort zone because it has really taken me to where I am today. And I encourage the people listening to like just pray about it because the the Lord grew me incrementally. He knew that 
it was a one step at a time thing with me. Like I would pray to be a leader and pray to share my faith. It started small, then it built up to SCA camp, then G group, then, um, and you guys can probably relate a little bit to that, how the, like the Lord, you know, grew you. SCA has just, just been powerful in, in my life. And I, and I know it's going to keep growing in a good way and continue to pray about it and continually just see lives change. And it's just a, it's truly just it's truly just amazing that we're blessed to be on this campus um, to have those sort of things to have the leadership to have the accountability to have that fellowship. Thank you guys for joining us today. If you ever need anything, do not hesitate to reach out. Connect with us on socials and find out more on KWC on our website and join us in person for huddles on Sunday nights at eight oh eight in Rogers Hall. Those are biweekly, and for chapel at twelve twelve on Wednesdays in the activity center.